The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit voicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. Damon, how is everything? Everything's very well. Um, hockey season's starting, Joel. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, tomorrow, I got, I got credentialed. Um, I've been credentialed for 20 years, mind you, but I just didn't think it was going to happen this year. It happened! So I will be back to work covering those Philadelphia Flyers. It's really cool. It's like an empty arena. There's no fans. There's going to be no traffic. It's, it's, I have to keep six feet away from people. It's fucking my dream. <laughs> I get to watch live hockey with no one there. Beautiful. Love it. So uh, that's good. And uh, I understand you, uh, you're you moving on up in the world, uh, in the penthouse in the sky, so to speak. Yeah, that's right. We were <laughs> having problems with a stinky bathroom, so... Uh, Mally complains. We've been upgraded at no extra cost to, I think this is the biggest suite in a hotel, which is where I'm recording from. Usually I would go to the library, but I thought I'd hedge my bets in trying to record inside this enormous room. Uh, so hopefully there won't be too many Esther run-ins. And yeah, just living like a king here, Damon. I know. I, I, again, I st- for those new listeners, and, and apparently something happened where we got a bunch of new listeners, <laughs> our new followers. I don't know what that could be. Um, uh, I think it was all the dick jokes, Damon. I think so, too. That's what I kept telling people. I was like, we're not in the scoops business. Trust me, we, we don't. The, the, uh, we're, we're a dick joke podcast. That's who we are. Uh, for those new listeners, yes, Joel is uh, has been away from his home due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, and he uh, has been living in a hotel, very nice hotel, mind you, very, very nice, um, but had a child who, who has yet to come home since since not the Wrestle Kingdom that just passed, the one before. Uh, so it's been over a year. Has it been over a year now? Uh, I flew out here on February 8th. Wow. So it's a rapidly approaching one year. And yeah, I, I will... Pro, well, I will be back going back in the summer. I can go back. That's not the problem. It's uh, getting the paperwork for Esther, which is the problem right now. So I I will go back in the summer to save my job. Uh, whether or not Mally and Esther can come with me is another Oof. issue completely. So we might be getting oh. some really depressed podcast later in the year where I'm like, oh, I miss my family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know no. if I'm going to see him again. Oh, that, I, oh my God. That My heart just sunk at that news. Oh, I hope. I think about you guys all the time. Oh, my God. So, all right. Then uh, we'll keep an eye out for that. We'll uh, Listen, we're, we're movers and shakers here. We, uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we're, 
We like to make people trend. So uh, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, so maybe we can maybe we can rattle some cages uh, in the government to make this happen for you. <laughs> we can't do shit. We can. We're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to get out of this podcast alive for crying out loud. Should we get on to the the good stuff, the juicy stuff? What what everyone's tuned in for? Yeah, absolutely. Let's okay. do it. I'm talking horny fan art corner. Yeah. I'm opening it up again, Damon. <laughs> so if you have a look at your WhatsApp, and I will read you the question. This is from Sentient Amanita. He says, uh, comments on Great Okan's enthusiastic endorsement of fan art produce of him, such as this. I fear his anime fandom may become too powerful if it hasn't already. Yeah. Talk to us, Damon. As always, just tell us what you can see. All right. Well, uh, this is a uh, appears appears to be a uh, illustration of a uh, cosplay of the great Okan uh, in female form. I know that because I see these supple breasts that are exposed. Um, and boy, oh boy! Uh, and she looks sad. Welcome to all the new listeners. <laughs> right? Um, she looks a little sad. She looks a little uh, uh, heartbroken, maybe. Um, and again, her the as the great Okan would wear, he has that kind of shirty robe kind of thing. It's ripped, exposing her bosom uh, and and side boob as well. And uh, yeah, I don't know what it says because I do not speak or read the Japanese language. But uh, I wish somebody would make something like that for us. That'd be nice. I like to see. I just look at it. The quote retweets from the, the person who sent the question saying, Great Okan like slash left a comment on this fan art of him as a big titties anime girl, true king shit. <laughs> <laughs> so if those of you are on the fence, any doubt whatsoever about the Great Okan becoming a superstar, here's your proof. Yeah. It's it is happening, whether you like it or not. Yeah, no doubt. I mean again, I don't I don't see us getting that kind of treatment. So uh yeah, he's he's. How how many wrestlers on the roster do you think someone sat down and thought, you know what, this this guy is my favorite wrestler. I love the way he wrestles. I love watching him. I'm gonna draw him as a uh, an, an anime girl with huge breasts. Yeah, I, that's the sign of respect, I think, when it comes to uh, the, the the pro wrestling world. If you can get, I'm sure you know the likes of Giant Baba and Misawa and Kobashi. <laughs> they went through that all the time. <laughs> Mitch's absolutely flooded with it. Right, King's Road, King's Road, <laughs> just boobs everywhere. Yeah, uh, I'd be great. Oh my goodness gracious! I just, uh, I, but, 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 but I'm being very serious when I say this, in in the sense of, like, for somebody to sit down and do that. First of all, the artwork is really good, um, but to sit down and do that. That shows you've reached, this, you know, you're a certain level of fandom, you know? I don't think everybody in that roster could... Be, I mean, imagine that conversation when you walk in the locker room. Uh, you're in my seat. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just sitting... No, this is now my seat. Well, why would you say... Well, do you have one of these? Ugh, no. Pecking order. Down the, down the ladder. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like so you get, going in with the booking committee sitting down with Gedo and like you know discussing okay New Japan Cup right so you're going to be eliminating the quarterfinals like, what's that <laughs> eliminated you say <laughs> have you have you not seen this tweet <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry sir <laughs> straight to the finals with you <laughs> I I hope you I put I hope you put on a, your favorite pair of trunks because you're getting a cover of the magazine just for that tweet Uh 
That's a good one. You got any more? Anybody else? Uh... <laughs> I don't, but please, <laughs> listeners, if you find any, send them my way. Yeah. Because I've got the feeling this is not going to be the last one uh, of the Great Okan. Yeah, I, I want to listen. Don't, don't just limit it to the Great Okan. I mean, if there's a fucking David Finley out there with huge cans, I want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking, I want that. I want that in my life. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Mark says, do you think Ricochet has good advice for Jay White? And Esther to Jones says, what number will Jay White be in the Royal Rumble? So, wow. So it's a question on everyone's lips, Damon. Everyone's talking about Jay White. Mm. Will he stay? Will he go? He's not booked for the upcoming tour. Oh! And, uh-huh. We've got Road to the New Beginning. The whole New Beginning tour, not a sign of Jay White. He's not wow. in the undercard. Nothing. People are panicking. Are they? But let, let me... Let me tell you, you good listeners who are listening in for an update on this story. Don't panic, all right? Let's, let's take a deep breath. Let's take a moment to step back, look at how this has been framed by the booking. I think New Japan have been very smart about this because they knew it was coming up, this contractual expiration. They've booked it to absolute perfection. So whatever happens, if he stays or if he goes, they're covered. And even before Wrestle Kingdom, Jay White was saying that win or lose, he's going back home for a while at least. You know, if he wins, he's going to take the belts with him, blah, blah, blah. Puts over the new top guy in the company in the biggest match of the year, just like Kenny Omega did before he left in 2019. And he cut that amazing promo, which we talked about last week, where he says he doesn't want to do this anymore. And then he even loses clean to Ishii at Dash. Again, just like he did in the G1 with uh, Ishii thrown out a challenge for a rematch. So, if, I'm not saying he will, if Jay White does quit and go to another company, he's not holding any titles, he's put over some guys, it makes sense for the storylines because he said he's had enough, and you're not leaving any immediate feuds hanging. But, if he stays, you plug him into the Ishii rematch, maybe the New Japan Cup, and you can kick off that babyface redemption story. So, you've got to look at that booking and say, Great job, New Japan, for knowing this might be an issue and dealing with it perfectly. You know, this is not the booking of a man who is sitting pretty halfway through a seven-year contract, right? Let, right. Let's get that clear. Um, you know, we we heard that from other sources, but then we got conflicting information. We had word from uh, several sources saying that the contract was going to be up at the end of this month, and it was 50-50. Like, there, there was real doubt there. There was. Wasn't there? So, a, a real chance that uh, Jay White cashes in. Honestly, I wouldn't blame him if he did, because I would sell out in a heartbeat, given the chance. If someone came, you know, getting out of the check, but with offers of big money for me, I'd go in a heartbeat. So, it's very hard to say no to that kind of money in this day and age, in spite of, you know, all the, the worries and fears about how he will be booked in, in other companies. And, you know, I was actually in two minds when, when we received that information, whether or not to share it. Because, you know, when you, you go and you say something is 50-50, it just stirs up a lot of discussion without giving any answers. But right. I thought it was important because the expiring contract status was new information. And, you know, we know how aggressively WWE will recruit talent. And you saw the reaction to our story. Everyone's talking about it. And... The overwhelming feeling seems to be that New Japan should do everything in their power to keep this guy. I completely agree. I, I would be devastated if he goes. So, you know, maybe 
the company see all that debate, you know, all this story popping up in all these different news companies, and they think, uh oh, we we you know we better get the fucking checkbook out here, and then I'm not you know for a moment suggesting that we're helping. <laughs> To get a big payday for Jamie, you know, we're helping him to stay in New Japan, but we're not hurting, right? <laughs> Let's put it like that. You know, if we are, as uh, Nicole says, the podcast that single-handedly kept the man who single-handedly sold out Madison Square Garden in New Japan, then so be it. I'd, I'd be okay with that, right? We want him to stay because, as we talked about last week, there is a, a blockbuster babyface run for him on the table if he stays. Right. And I, you know, I know a lot of people are divided on his wrestling style. Right, if he turns babyface, all those arguments go in the fucking bin because he's an extremely intelligent dude who works for his character. He has absolutely perfected the crafty coward heel style, and if he then gets told, "Right, you're a babyface now, go and wrestle in a way that makes people excited and makes people cheer for you," you can bet the house that he is going to do exactly that and have all the cage match and grapple fans throwing all the big numbers at him. So. If he quits and leaves on that on the table, I will be heartbroken because I've been on his bandwagon since day one, Damon, and I know how much he still has to offer and I know what happens to great wrestlers in other companies. So, so, so. we we don't like to leave you hanging on the Super J cast. We know you are tuning in to hear our uh, unique and razor-sharp insight and <laughs> analysis and prognostications and not being humble here we're not usually wrong about stuff so no hedging our bets here let's put our reputations on the line I I am taking out the Super J cast branded gun oh god Uh I'm pointing it directly at your head Damon don't be a coward no 50-50 bullshit right you right now I want you to give me your <clears throat> yes. Uh-huh. Does he stay, or does he go? Mm. Uh, what a w- first of all, a week. What a week, right? Um, we, I think we did our due diligence as. And here's the thing: I hate. I told you flat out. I've told everybody I could. I we are not in the scoops business. And we are a dick joke podcast. You know what I mean? That happens to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, so for a lot of this, this was... <laughs> I, sorry, I'd rather not get the scoops. They stress me out. Right. We don't go looking for the scoops. The scoops come, come to us. us. I know. <laughs> and then we fret about, oh, fuck, should we share this one or not? Ah, what right. are people going to say? Right. We if, hate this. <laughs> I do too. Uh, if, they, if people knew how much shit we don't talk about and how much shit we don't say... Um, and I know that sounds like we're pumping our chest, but it really isn't. It's more of a plea of, I, we, what are we doing? Um, and we don't have a website or anything. We're not you know, no. getting money for clicks. We, there's absolutely nothing in it for us whatsoever. I mean, if there's a, a, a tweet that goes viral and is getting, I don't know, hundreds, thousands, whatever people sharing it, it doesn't make the slightest bit of difference to us. Yeah. I, I sometimes Again, I prefer sometimes I don't. <laughs> I don't like it at yeah, all. This is not behind a fucking paywall or anything. So, right. you know, th- there is there is no motive or, or incentive for us to be uh, stirring shit up for the sake of it. Right. Um, when we got the news, um, it was a it was multiple discussions with multiple people. Um, 
because and, and the general feeling that we got back and not even the feeling that the words that we got back was that there was a significant doubt of Jay resigning. Um, now, I texted. The, the, the text that I sent was, well, what about what Brian Alvarez, I, I didn't put Brian, I put Alvarez. What about what Alvarez said about the seven-year contract? Because that's a sticking point with a lot of people who uh, are, uh, their understanding of Jay's contract situation is, is that it was a seven-year deal. What was it? Signed in 2018. AEW yeah. was trying to lure him away. Jay said, and this was what he, yeah, Jay told someone in the elite who then told Dave. So this is what third hand reported information. So you know how games of telephone work. Definitely uh, ample room for something to get lost in the shuffle there. Right. And I'm not doubting the fact that that's what they were told, and that uh, that that could absolutely be the conversation. But I mean, I know even in my personal life, I might not. You know, there's times where I might not tell the 100 truth on a situation just because I want to get out of a situation. Like I don't want to. I don't want to fucking deal with it. So then I'll, I don't know, maybe exaggerate the truth just to get out of it. And I'm not even saying that's what happened here. I'm that that's the information that they got. So again, I send the text. The exact phrase that came back was, "Ha ha." No. Ha ha, no. So we can only go with what we are given, right? I don't know Jay White. I, I don't have any way to access or contact Jay White. I mean, I guess I could tweet him, but like he's going to fucking tweet us back? No, oh, please. Um, so that was the information that we got um, from reliable sources. Now, and again... Uh, we'll talk about sources, I guess, because I know there's people who always want to know. Well, who are your sources? Who are your sources? That's a, yeah. That's another thing I know. Me, do they not realize if we named any of our sources, right. we're done. We would not be hearing a fucking peep from that person ever again. Right. Right. And some of these people, I think we're. I think I. I mean, I don't think I'm stepping out of lines here. I would say we're friendly with right. Right? I don't know, mate. I don't know if they like us or they. <laughs> we're just getting worked, Damon, to I know. help get the storylines over. All right. I mean, I, I kind of think. I mean, maybe I'm overstepping my bounds, but I think so, right? So, anyway, the gun's at my head, Joel. Very rudely done, by the way. I have this thing pointing at me. Um, do I think Jay stays or go goes? If you ask me this question, a week ago, I might have had a different answer um, because it was there was there was evidence to suggest that he was not resigning. Um, I think he stays. I think I think after the week that we've had the conversations that that we've had with with tons of people. Um, that would know that would that would be comfortable sharing information with us. That would be uh, people that we would trust. Um, I, I would say he's staying. 
uh, gun to the head, he's he's staying. He's not signing. How sure? How sure are you, David? Are we are we talking a uh, Brett Anderson here? G- give me a percentage. Um, I'll go eighty, high eighties, low nineties. I mean, I, I'm, I would I would go that far. I would I would go that far. I would, I would definitely wouldn't say a hundred because I don't think anything is a hundred. And, and unless I see a contract with Jerry Wade's signature on it, how the fuck do I know? And and New Japan announces it. Um, how you know? And I don't think anybody that we talk to would would see that. Um, but I I mean I think I'm probably in the eighties that he's staying. Okay, so we've gone from fifty fifty to both of us now being. You know, sort of 80-90% certain that he stays. Yeah, I think it's a comfortable, right? I, 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 I don't want to speak for you, but we're, we're, we talked offline and we've talked all week. Um, we, talk. we talk. We talk. <laughs> there is talking going on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think... Uh, let's put it this way. If you're a Jay White fan, especially of his work in New Japan, and had concerns of him going to a North American promotion, I think you can sleep well. Let's put it that way. I think you can sleep well, and I think... Uh, <laughs> I think I was going to share a special... Um, I, know, I know you reached out to someone via the our, di- our discourse, and I did 10 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> we both did the same person. The same person. The hive minds. Yeah. So, you know, I just wanted to make their day. You know what I mean? I wanted to make their day. Uh, but, then he put, but, but the message back was, uh, Joel. I was like, ah, all right, good. Joel got you 10 minutes ago. Uh, but anyway, to, to put this, wrap this up in a bow, um, yeah, I think Jay White's staying. I think Jay White's staying. Be, given the information that we have uh, collected throughout the week, um, I would say signs point to him staying. Agree. I think, uh, yeah, don't read anything into the fact that he's not appearing on this new beginning tour because it happens all the time. Wrestlers get cycled in and out of tours. People fly home. They're given rests. Uh, we're seeing a few people not appearing on this tour. You know, like the Kenta, Juice Robinson. Uh, there's probably others who, who aren't coming to mind right now. So that doesn't mean anything. I think that trip home or wherever he's gone was in the works before it's nothing to do with contractual status and I fully expect to see Jay White returning. Again, I'm just hypothesizing maybe for New Japan Cup, you know, maybe he's got a, a first round match with Ishii lineup. That would make sense given what happened at New Year Dash. So uh that was when I next expect to see Jay White and I'm looking forward to seeing that slow burn redemption babyface turn and him becoming a superstar yeah. if he's not already. Oh he's already and absolutely, after that performance at Wrestle Kingdom, he absolutely is. Um, and, and again, just I just want to make sure people are clear because sometimes things get muddled. We were not told that he is, you know. We let's put it this way: we had more crystal information before than we do now. We're just adding things together. You know what I mean? Of the information that we got, so joining um, up the dots. Correct. That's what we do here on the Super J Cast: connecting the dots. Right, and that's and P- and unfortunately, not unfortunately, fortunately, people trust us enough to be able to to be able to do that as intelligent human beings. So there you go. That's that. Um, for those people wanting a uh, Royal Rumble entrance, uh, uh, we are sorry to disappoint. 
Uh, but for those who uh, are uh, all in on, on Switchblade, Jay White, and New Japan Pro Wrestling for at least the foreseeable future, I think you can sleep well. Bash uh, asks, always around Wrestle Kingdom time, there's some scuttlebutt around contracts being up on foreign talent doing one to another company, i.e. AJ Styles, Anderson, Gallows, Kenny, the Bucks, uh, now possibly Jay, although we're saying no. Don't worry about that. Uh, do you think these wrestlers just see New Japan as a stepping stone to these other companies? And do you think it's time Bushiroad starts getting out the, the money because it's not like they don't have it to start locking down people for longer, i.e. Okada's contract for five years so they actually stay for longer? Uh, coming by contractual information is very difficult in New Japan. They keep their cars very close to their chest. So, you know, we don't know the details of, you know, what sort of contract the top guys are on, you know, like your Okadas or Naitos or whatever. So, but do you think it's an issue with having these stories popping up? It, just, it always seems to be around this time of year with the foreign stars and quite a few of them have left for other companies. Do you think that's a problem? Um, it is. And I don't think, wrestlers use new japan for that with that in mind like i'm going to become a star in new japan so that i can then sign you know with a north american company um i think there's a lot of different factors like i look at people coming into the company um now who you know are looking for work because you know north american indies have dried up and i think independent wrestling for the most part, is struggling to stay afloat with uh, the way the pandemic has ravaged our company. Company? Country. Um, and I look at people who tweet out, oh, New Japan has always been my dream. You know, and some of them I can see, right? Some of some wrestlers I can see that being the case because they've talked about it in the past and they have a history. And then others, you're just kind of like left scratching your head, be like, I've never heard you even mention the word <laughs> New Japan, or even there was an inkling of interest. Um, and I really don't see that, <laughs> I don't know, side of you. So, um, yeah, that's always one of those things where you know people scrambling and looking for work, and now all of a sudden they're the biggest fans of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, it's not a good look. I will say that. It does give the appearance and, and the reputation, not the reputation, um, but maybe the reputation of being a place where you know, they don't hold on to those people or they can't hold on to those people or the desire to move on is stronger than the desire to stay. And we've seen that you know, come January just about every fucking year, it feels like. Um, so... I would love to see New Japan do a better job of that, of locking people in. Now, traditionally, they only do those those two-year contracts. And, it, and in recent years, they've gotten a little bit more liberal with locking people down to longer terms. Um, if, you, if you live in the United States, though, it's, it, people hand wave that travel. Travel is a bitch. Just just a flight getting there, you know, is tough. Uh, and the flight getting back, and and I'm always amazed when I hear about guys flying over, doing a tour, getting on a plane, and the next day they're wrestling for some company in Ireland or they're wrestling for some company in Germany. Like, where did when? How do these? How do they sleep? How do they? I mean, mm. I'm a I'm a wreck for for two weeks with jet lag. 
and, and the family aspect as well. Like I'm sort of freaking out about the the prospect of being away from my wife and my daughter for however long. But you know, these guys do it on the regular. Like for, you know, for example, Tamatonga, he, he flew to do well tag league and Wrestle Kingdom. He's got a daughter who's the same age as me, actually. So uh, he, that gets overlooked as well. How hard it is to be away from your family. Yeah, it's not easy. I mean. People will say, well, that's the life they chose. But you know, Okay, I, I, it's true. They could have been a plumber. Right? They, they could have you know, gotten into construction. I don't know. But you know, you, it, it, there is something to be said about the time on the road. And when these guys do tours, I mean, look at Kevin Kelly, for instance. I mean, Kevin Kelly's not in the ring taking bumps. He's you know, do, behind a microphone. But... Yeah, they they flew him in. Christmas, he's got to celebrate early with his family. He's he's on a fucking Zoom call in his hotel room, you know, watching his kids open gifts on Christmas morning, quarantined, and then he's talking to us idiots on New Year's Eve. <laughs> right, talking to right, talking to us at New Year's Eve. And I, I, I you know, my understanding, Kevin's not a, not a massive drinker, mind you, but um, I don't even think he drinks at all, actually. Um, but. Uh, you know, I'm like, listen, we don't want to hold you up. It's New Year's Eve. You know, we'll, we, we'll, we'll, we'll try to make it as quick as possible. And he was like, eh, you know, that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's like that kind of thing that I think people forget. Now, I'm not saying that the WWE's travel is any better. I think AEW now, that's like, I think that would be like utopia, wouldn't it? Um, you know, just pop down for TV and big shows in, in, in Florida. It'd be nice. Uh, Wait, sorry, what was that? The big show's going to AW? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I said. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that that tweet that uh, that article on uh, on Forbes calling us the Super Jake Cat. <laughs> hey Forbes, what the fuck? Seriously, Super Jake Cat, you dumb motherfuckers. Oh, Super Jake Cat, which is kind of on brand, actually. I did I did enjoy, but. Jesus Christ. We're stars. You can't treat us like that. Super J Cat. Jerk offs. Forbes. Remember when Forbes was a. Uh, I don't even know what it is from a website perspective anymore, but Forbes used to be like a big. Like the rich people read Forbes. You know what I mean? Like Forbes was like, like Money Magazine. And I don't know why the fuck I'm bringing it up. All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So travel, blah, blah, blah. Again, once WWE gets on the road, the travel isn't that great either. But again, if you, it's hard. Let's just leave it at that. It's fucking difficult, um, and I think that gets shoved under the carpet many times when people talk about signing up with New Japan Pro Wrestling. All right, let's go on to some uh, announcements about New Beginning. Okay. So we've got shows, we've got cards. I'm just going to read you the schedule, or schedule, as you would say, for the next couple of months. Okay, so th this is televised shows only, so there are some non-televised shows. So we've got Sunday, January 17th, uh, Korakuen, January 18th, Korakuen, January 19th, Korakuen, three days off, January 23rd in Oda City General Gymnasium, uh, January 24th, Korakuen, January 25th, Korakuen, four days off. January 30th in Aichi, February 1st, Korakuen, February 2nd, Korakuen, February 3rd, Korakuen, four days off, February 8th, Korakuen, one day off, February 10th, 
New Beginning Hiroshima, February 11th, New Beginning Hiroshima, two days off, February 14th, Korakuen, February 15th, Korakuen, <laughs> February 16th, Korakuen, February 17th, Korakuen, three shows in between that, which I'm not sure if they're televised or not, uh, February 22nd, Korakuen, two days off, February 25th, Korakuen, so that's 15 shows at Korakuen Hall altogether that are, are all going to be televised. Wow. I, I'm exhausted just <laughs> looking at that list, David. You know what that screams to me, though? That screams to me sports bubble. So all those guys can stay quarantined at the Tokyo Dome Hotel, right? Walk right over to Corkin, stay out of trouble, stay stay relatively you know safe from COVID-19. And they're able to do shows. Like that is the formula that the NBA set up. That is the formula that the NHL set up with their bubble seasons. That, that That's what that screams to me. Um, we're going to keep them in the Tokyo Dome Hotel, which, is, again, steps away from Corican. And we're going to run shows in a live venue. But this is the closest thing that pro wrestling can get to a bubble situation. As much as it looks ridiculous, 15 shows at Corican. None of them, really. I mean, are any of these home run shows that were... were... Well, I'll go through them, Damon, because I've written down the main event for most of them. Okay. And, yeah, I want to see which of those you're actually going to be tuning in for because, <laughs> oh, really? you know, I, we've got a New Japan podcast and even that I'm looking at and thinking, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> really? They're that, they're that wishy-washy. Okay. But my point being is, is, is that the, this really feels like... I mean, aside from, you know, straying away it a little bit, uh, like Nagoya and, and Hiroshima... Um, Fifteen shows at Corican. This is this is a, a this is a NHL bubble situation that New Japan created, and 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 I'll go so far as to say, good going. I think it's a smart thing. Until this, until that calms down. I mean, look, I think in many cases people are even skeptical of these shows occurring at this point. Right? They're not doing a good job in Tokyo. They're not. It's gotten worse. And they're under emergency status, and I don't know all the, you know, but I see that. I, if I see emergency status, I'm my my uh, my eyebrows are raising. Bubble situation, Joel. That's what we got right there, right? Well, let's talk about these cars then. So, right, Sunday seventeenth, road to the new beginning at Korakuen Hall. Main event: Master Huato and Show versus Bushi and Hiromu. Monday, January 18th, Road to the New Beginning at Korokuen. Main event, Master Huato and oh. Tanahashi versus Bushi and Shingo. Okay. Tuesday, January 19th, Road to the New Beginning, Korokuen Hall. Main event, Master Huato, <laughs> Show, Tanahashi versus Bushi, Hiromu and Shingo. Okay. I I don't fancy any of those, I'm not going to lie. Okay, so then we've got three days off. Then, Saturday, January 23rd, we've got Road to the New Beginning at Ota City General Gymnasium. Now, this one looks good. we got... Tenzan's comeback match, uh-huh. uh, which is going to be Tenkoji versus Great Okan and Will Ospreay. So mm. we are looking to see, you know, is uh, Tenzan going to get some revenge for the beatdown at New Year Dash? So I'm into that. We've also got a really weird opening match with Doki and Minoru Suzuki versus Jado and Gedo. <laughs> and it's, it just sounds like a, such a weird match on paper, but I'm into it. 
we have the Hontai versus LIJ 10-man elimination match. And I, I always enjoy the elimination matches. They're always a lot of fun. Main event, junior tag title match with Kanemaru and Desperado versus El Fantasma and Taiji Shimori. I think that show looks really good. That's not bad. Okay. Okay. So then we have... Sunday, January 24th, Road to the New Beginning. This is the very next day at Korakuen Hall. The main event, Master Watto, wow. Tanahashi, Ibushi versus Bushi, Shingo and Sanada. And then the next day, Monday, January 25th, Road to the New Beginning, Korakuen Hall. Main event, Sho, Tanahashi and Ibushi versus Hiromu, Shingo and Sanada. So you're starting to see the pattern emerging here in these main events. Yeah. Um, Alright, four days off. Then we have... The New Beginning in Nagoya, in the Aichi Prefectural Gymnasium, Saturday, January 30th. So, let me tell you the card for that. Uh, first match, we got Yano and Okada versus Yujiro and Evil. Second match, we've got Wato Sho Honma Ibushi against Bushi Hiromu Naito Sanada. Third match, we have a special single match between Hiroyoshi Tenzan and Great Okan. That one I'm really into, Damon, because, you know, mm. we talked Last week we speculated about maybe Okan could be the person to retire Tenzan. They've got a, a, a lot in common, you know, the Mongolian chops and the, is it the, the TTD, if I'm saying got, got that correctly, the finishing move. So, yeah, thoughts on that? Tenzan versus Okan. Okay, well, let me tell you the whole card. So, I've got Tenzan versus Okan. Fourth match, special singles match, Satoshi Kojima versus Will Ospreay. I'm really intrigued by that. Will Ospreay put out uh, quite an extraordinary promo on Twitter, channeling the spirit of Danny Dyer, making fun of. Uh, Progress and Joshi fans uh, lying on his sofa eating pineapple and uh, saying that he was going to cave Satoshi Kojima's head in. If you haven't seen it, it's it's quite a ride, I tell you. And then main event, we got the Never Openweight Championship match with Shingo Takagi defending against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Ooh. So nice tight five match show. Then new beginning in Nagoya. Your thoughts? I'm digging it. I love the Tanahashi Shingo match. I think that's going to be fucking great. Mm. Uh, man, I. I First, just hearing Master Watto, what, four, five main events? Mm-hmm. Now, six-man tags, uh, and on the other side, there is a component that could easily take a fall. But do we are we speculating that this is a nice little rub for Master Watto, or is this an opportunity for him to lie down on five nights in a row? Just looking who's on the opposite side. I mean, Bushi right. is in quite a lot of these as well, and right. he is always a candidate for staring at the lights. Dare I say it, maybe there is some room there for Master Watto to be elevated as the next challenger for the junior heavyweight title. Hmm. I mean, it's significant that he's in there. I mean, he's not going to lose five fucking nights in a row. Let's put it that way, or four nights, or whatever it is. Like that would we'll keep be... score. It would be interesting to keep score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would think the smart thing to do would be, just as you described, give him a couple wins to to set him up to challenge. If if you're going to do anything with the dude, it kind of looks like you are. Um, all right. So again, let's get back to the the main card. Uh, Tanahashi Shingo never title. I'm all in on that. That sounds great. Uh, Will Kujima on this card? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Right. I think that could be really good. I think it'd be good. Very good. I think we're in the good, very good range for that. Uh, and then Tenzan Okan. I like. 
I mean, that's not going to be a great match, mind you. I mean, Tenzak can barely fucking move. Let's be truthful here. But if it's a, if it's a nice little brawl, you know, a little walking brawl, you know, throw some guardrails in there, some chops. I think it'd be. I, could, I think it'd be decent. I think it'd be good. So yeah, that's not bad. And what, what, I'm sorry. Is there anything else I'm missing that's on that show? Uh, no, it's a fight match card. Um, okay. I think the the first two matches are hand waveable. Uh, but yeah, those three cards, uh, those three matches on on the top half, I think make it more than there's more more than enough there to pique my interest. I think that'll be a really good show, and that main event, I think, is guaranteed bang. Like, how could it not be with two absolute pros like uh, Tanahashi and Shingo? Yeah. I'm okay. Not. So that yeah, okay, uh, that is um, the new beginning in Nagoya. Then after that, February first, we've got Road to the New Beginning in Karakuen. Main event is a Suzuki Goon versus Bullet Club ten man elimination match. I like these elimination matches, so I will watch the main event for that at least. And then the next day, also Korakuen, we've got Chaos versus Bullet Club 10-man elimination. And then Ooh. the day after that, main event at Korakuen, Road to New Beginning, is Wato and Ibushi versus Bushi and Sanada. Then we have four days off. Then Monday, February 8th, Road to the New Beginning at Korakuen. Main event is Sho and Ibushi versus Hiromu and Sanada. Again, that, that one looks a bit tastier on paper, but I think... By that point, we're on like Korakuen number ten there, right? Yeah, we're going to be drained. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's going to be sort of picking and choosing matches that get recommended to me. I mean, the the lunatics on our Discord are going to be watching all of those shows live. So if you are that way inclined, then uh, go for it. I, I'll probably have them on in the background. I mean, they're favourable for me in terms of the time difference, but uh, I'm not going to be sitting there eyes glued to the screen for every single one of those matches. Uh, then we got one day off. And then, Wednesday, February 10th, we have the new beginning in Hiroshima Night 1. So here's your card for that. We've got Gabriel Kidd, Yu Uemura, Yotosuji versus Kanemaru, Desperado, and Suzuki. Second match, singles match, Master Wato against Bushi, which could be maybe a, a de facto uh, number one contenders match for the junior heavyweight mm. title. Maybe they're, match, split, got... sorry, maybe, maybe they're split going into that, right? Hmm. You know, five. Yes, yeah. Know, yeah the, and this is the tiebreaker to decide. That could, that could be it. Okay. Third match, we got a 10 man tag match Yoshihashi, Ishii, Goto, Yano, Okada versus El Fantasmo, Ishimori, Dick Togo, Yujiro, and Evil. Fourth match, we've got Honmon Ibushi versus Naito and Sonata. Fifth match, we got the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with Gorillas of Destiny defending against Dangerous Tekkers. Okay. And then the sixth match is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with Hiromu defending against Sho. So Ooh. I would say uh, three matches there are of uh, strong interest to me. So Wato against Bushi, uh, just to see who's going to be the next contender. And then the tag title match and the junior title match. You know, they do like to move those tag titles quickly. Off of a dome win, if my memory serves me right, may have just been once, but I'm going to go with the narrative. It happens many times. Uh, what do you What do you think there? You think there could be a tag title change there? Yeah, I do. I, I'm thinking this is like a saying a, a way of saying thank you to Gorillas of Destiny for coming right. over. So thank, thanks for coming, guys. I know you spent time away from your families. Here's World Tag League. Here's a win at the Tokyo Dome. Right off you go. You can go home now. Right. Right, I mean, uh, hmm. I would I, let's put it this way. I would put it, I would put of all the titles being on the line during this extended stretch in February. That seems like a that seems like a, a spot where a title could change hands. Let me ask you this: Have we heard anything about the never six man titles? No, and that's really disappointing to me that there is no sign of them 
on all these fucking Korokuman shows and how good it was last year and seeing Yoshihashi being king of Korokuman with his six-man titles and nothing, not a sausage. Has Yoshihashi signed a seven-year... <laughs> Did you? I don't know if you saw all the rumours going around uh, around the same time as the Jay White rumours. Rumours of <laughs> Kanemaru going to AEW. I saw because I was I I I I felt an obligation to pop into the Discord, right? And um, I, you know, you, you just scroll, and there's sometimes it's just like if you catch it on a bad day, you just get fucking a wall of like memes and shit. You're just like, oh fuck, the hell. And I and I think I caught one. It wasn't a, a, a barrage of memes, but it was like a couple, and that came up, and I was like, "Whoa, what?" <laughs> and it took me a second to know it was a it was a it was a joke. Um, but yeah, I did see that. It was pretty fucking great. Yeah, I was also joking when I said Kazuchika Okada was going to be unveiled as the third member of the Young Bucks. <laughs> Kazuchika Jackson, the tallest buck. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, okay, and there, yeah, main event is the junior title, Hiromi versus Show, which uh, was great during Best of the Super Juniors. And given a main event here with a title on the line, I think it's going to be very tasty indeed. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that sounds good. You know, I, you know, you're rattling off the the bigger shows. Obviously, are are much juicier, and they got and they they do feel fresh matchups. Um, I kind of, I mean, I like the bigger shows. I'm I'm in on. The Corkin shows, oof, that's going to be a struggle. But the bigger shows, the Nagoyas, your Hiroshimas, I mean, they sound pretty decent. Yeah, they sound pretty good. That brings us to Thursday, February 11th with New Beginning Hiroshima Night 2. We've got Yoshihashi, Ishii, and Goto against Gabriel Kidd, Yuya Uemura, and Yotosuji. So those are your six-man tag team okay. champs, but no okay. titles on the line there against the Young Lions. Why not? Second match. Why not? They're fighting young lions, David. Who cares? Young lions don't deserve to sh- oh, get shot. Young lions sake. deserve really? nothing. Really? Okay. Oh. Uh, second match, Kanemaru, Desperado, and Suzuki against El Fantasmo, Ishimori, and Yujiro. Third match is Wato, Sho, and Honma against Bushi, Hiromu, Naito. Fourth match, Yano and Okada versus Dick Togo and Evil. So oh. they are, they're, they're building up this Okada versus Evil feud. I thought there was going to be a singles match on this tour, but there isn't. I don't know. Maybe they're saving that for Castle Attack. Fifth match, we've got Doki, Zack, and Taichi against Jado and Gorillas of Destiny. God. And then main event, sixth match, is the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Double Championship match with Ibushi defending with second defense against Sanada. So Oof. this is, it's a one-match card, this oh. show, isn't it? I'm not gonna lie. This that match to me, or that that show, ooh, on paper. Ooh, why do they fucking have to feel the need to bring Jado in the ring? Why they have a talented roster? They are chock full of people. I guess they're giving a lot of people breaks. Like they're giving a lot of people breaks on this tour, right? Yeah, you you see, like there's no singles matches for like some Naito. Okada, Evil, yeah, they're definitely. It, it, it's I think it's fairly common for the New Beginning tour for the people who've been featured very prominently to get a bit. What of a names break. haven't we heard yet? And again, I'm going to ask you to just kind of just glaze your eyes over those lines. Yuji Nagata. Uh, yeah, he hasn't been featured. Okay. Uh, Fale. No Fale. Hinari? No Hinari. Uh, 
No Finley. No, I think he's gone home. Yeah. I think Juice is, Juice and Kenter have gone back as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's hurt, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I'm not even trying, but there's three names that you mean to tell me we can't fucking plug them in somewhere? Again, Hanare. Hanare gets in in World Tag League. Back home with you. I gotta, like, Truth be told, if I'm Hanare, I got to be looking at this company being like, what the fuck do I got to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? What the fuck do I got to do? I mean, a lot of these... Here's 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 the common denominator, and correct me if I'm wrong. All these guys live in Japan, right? What all the guys that on these shows all yeah. live in all live in Japan? So they probably yeah. sent people home to be like, "Listen, we don't know if we're going to be able to get you to fuck out of this country. Yeah, get get out now. Yeah, no Kenta, right? No Kenta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these guys were sent home." To fucking because they're worried they can't get them to fuck home. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, you, your thoughts on the tour overall? Um, again, I, I I said it before. Cork and shows sound like NHL bubble situation. Um, the main shows are. I mean, there's stuff in there you can sink your teeth into. I'm struggling to find the like the juicy, sexy matches. You know, the shit that you know is going to make you tune in and and have you on the edge of your seat. I'm struggling for that. I think Tanahashi and Shingo is by far the sexiest matchup for that. I think there are there are matches that are interesting. You know, Okan and Tenzan, Osprey and and Kojima, uh, I don't give a fuck about Sonata. So sorry, I, I can't. It's hard for me to get excited about Abushi and, and Sonata. I I have I have nightmares thinking about that. <laughs> like like I I hope that's good, but I don't have confidence in it. I don't, especially matches that I would enjoy. I don't know. I don't I don't feel that one. Um, and then just a fucking hodgepodge of multi-man tags. It's not the sexiest thing in the world. February's going <sighs> to... Here's what it feels like, Joel. We got we to gotta just get through February. <laughs> we just got to get through February. <laughs> I've got a question here, and I'm excited to hear what your reaction is to it. So this is from Bad Chemicals. He says, maybe I'm a nut for thinking this, but would you guys be okay... If Ibushi and Sanada went to a time limit draw, either stipulation or out of Ibushi's kindness, however you want to phrase it, Sanada wins the belt through a draw. I would probably prefer it to be a stipulation for just that match. Basically, Sanada earned the intercontinental belt, but he didn't win the heavyweight belt. So, Damon, your thoughts on potentially getting 60 minutes, 6-0 minutes of Ibushi versus Sanada? I would rather have a human being lube up their fist and shove it in my ass and play jacks. Or, or type. Sounds and I would nice. rather for, sign me up <laughs> for sixty minutes. I am not interested in that in any way, shape, or form. Uh, look, here's what I'm hoping for. Uh, here's where the match can be good. Twenty minutes. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Exactly the same number popped in my head. I was going to say twenty minutes in and out. Twenty minutes from from yes. Ah! 
to ding, 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 20 minutes. That would be... Wait, what, what, what was the lyric there? Was that Ibushi's music you were singing? Yeah, that was Ibushi's music. Yeah, he's coming out, yeah. Is that what he yeah, said, Golden what, what Star or Euro Star? What does he say, Euro Star or Golden Star? Golden Star. Golden Star. Sounds like he says Euro Star. Not going to lie. Golden Star makes perfect sense because, you know, that's sweet. <laughs> Did I see? You're a star. <laughs> we just need to do one episode where it's just us singing entrance musics. Yeah, and I get the lyrics wrong. For the guy known as the Golden Star, go to Obushi. <laughs> You're a star! Pretty good, huh? I should be on fucking American Idol. Love it. Absolutely uh. love it. Uh, okay, so next thing. Uh, we got a lot of adverts and teasers saying, and I quote, this is exactly what we said, NJPW hits TV in America and UK soon. Yeah. And there was a lot of hinting from Chris Charlton that the purple colour was of some significance. Now, it didn't say anything about a TV deal. I think people who are saying TV deal are jumping the gun. It didn't say TV deal. So I'm not expecting, oh, they've signed with ESPN or Eurosport or whatever. Uh, my <clears throat> guess was that this is going to be Roku. Something to do with the Roku app, because that is purple. And that has been something that I think people have wanted for a while and they've been uh, working on that for a while haven't they yeah rightly so I mean I think they, they need to step up their app game um, well, a question to me I'm sorry but I, I stepped all over <laughs> that's it what do you think it is what is this uh, Yeah. what's your I mean, guess Damon Roku uh, and you know I'm not really up on my broadcasting acquisitions but didn't they purchase a pretty major streaming platform as well um and they need content right um so i wouldn't be surprised if that's the case i'm gonna say this though as the old guy you know representing here there ain't there ain't a person that i know that even knows what the fuck a roku channel is just gonna just gonna throw that out there the idea of this being a significant breakthrough to I mean it's something, don't get me wrong, but this is the this is uh, and this might not even be for me, you know what I mean? Like like but I do can you think find people it. are gonna be pissed off with this. Do you think if it was misleading the way that it was presented in the teaser, if it does turn out to be Roku? To me, that's not a TV channel. A TV channel is something where you turn on your TV and you you scroll through your menu and it's there. Like I don't need a Roku. Right. You know what I mean? That's so. So my question is: the the phrasing NJPW hits TV in America and UK soon. If it does turn out to be Roku, do you think that was misleading? I mean, it's worse than our fifty fifty tweet. That's for fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, big, the shock reveal I am behind the social media with <laughs> NJPW global account um, a little I mean technically you don't even need a TV right you could hook it up to your computer you could hook it up to any screen right as long as you have internet. I mean you here's the common denominator for this channel Joel A you need a Roku correct 
I don't know what Roku is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was the main character from Dragon Ball Z. I don't know what I'm talking about, mate. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that you do. But that aside, do I need... It's a- purple. That's all I can tell you. Okay. I like uh, here's the here's the thing, if 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 this Roku channel is something that I can get on my cable TV provider, like if I can call Comcast or Verizon or Charter or Spectrum or whatever fucking cable you have, um, Directv, di- whatever, and it's part of the package, I'll give you the TV channel. If this is just a fucking add-on to a piece of hardware that I had to hook up to an HDMI port on my computer. That's bullshit. Now, I'm not saying, yeah, streaming, you know, people watch fucking, you know, stuff on Amazon and uh, people watch shit on, you know, other devices. I, I get it. I, I'm not. But that's a stretch if, if we're calling that a TV. That's not TV. That's an app. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like You know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. And you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying... Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network um so we'll see I, but yeah tv to me is 
you turn on the fucking TV and it's, well, I mean, I guess you could, I don't know. Who the fuck knows anymore? You know what? Who gives a shit? Let's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> move on to the next topic then. Did I achieve the impossible? Did I manage to persuade you to watch New Japan Strong? You did. I watched. Right. I did watch right. the entire show. I saw Kevin Kelly uh, and Kozlov standing there with the backdrop uh, of the warehouse. I saw. Uh, I saw. I'm not gonna. Here's the thing. I I know the, the running gag here is me committing to watching Strong, and you are the guy who watches Strong every fucking week. Um, Strong's not a bad show. You know, if you put that show in front of a fucking live audience. That would be a like, like that would be a decent pro wrestling show. That would be a show people would want to tune into. Um, so for all my hemming and hauling of you know, I got I ain't got time for this. When when I do sit down and watch it, they're always good. They're always good shows. It's just I don't know position weirdly. I don't know, but yeah, I watched it. It was great. Yeah, it was quite a, quite an eventful show. We saw Russ Taylor getting booted out of Team Filthy. So. Russ Taylor, you may be aware, is currently signed to WWE, where he performs for their NXT brand under the ring name Tyler Rust. Confirmed. Uh, why right? why are there so many people called Tyler? Yeah, well, I, I just searched for that, and that was what popped up. So, yeah, I believe that's a fact. A lot of people called Tyler. Um, we also saw the strong debut of young line Kevin Knight. What did you think of Kevin Knight? It's funny, because um, back in the day when we did the pro wrestling um, in New Jersey, there was a guy, Kevin Knight, and he had a wrestling school, and we wrestled Kevin all the time. Um, and when I heard the name, I was like, it can't possibly be Kevin Knight. He'd be 50 years old, uh, or at least in his 40s, uh, and it certainly was not Kevin Knight. Um, but I liked that match. I thought that match was 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 fun. Um, the, 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 the challenge is, is trying to get these guys over on – you know, you uh, for a lot of the audience, they're seeing guys for if not the first time, you know, never. You know, this is this is this is their first experience with the, with a lot of the talent that comes on strong. So um, that's the hard part is just getting these guys over and getting people to care. It's it's a little bit easier because you don't have the 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 complications of a live audience and trying to get them over. And if they don't, you know, that dead air. But I thought that match was good. Yeah, that was fine. We also saw DKC getting accepted into the LA Dojo by Katsuyori Shibata. So uh, from what you've seen of DKC, any strong feelings on this young man? I don't know about strong feelings, but look, here's uh, here's what I like. I like the fact that there is an avenue for people that if they can cut the mustard, can get work. Is every one of you guys going to position themselves into a full-time New Japan gig? I, I think a very small percentage of the people that wind up on Strong are going to be wind up on a Dominion show or you know competing in G One. Let's be very honest. It's, I think it's very small. But if their goal is to have some type of U.S. presence, um, all these guys fit in. All these guys, like, there's no one there that I would say is like, oh, this guy sucks, or. Um, you know, this guy shouldn't be there. Like, I think all of them are talented enough to to at least be on that show in whatever position they're in. Um, I like it when guys get signed to the dojo. I think it means something. Um, 
I, they just don't accept any Tom, Dick, and Harry. I think it's I think it's an important step in a pro wrestler's growth. Um, and I think it speaks volumes that a lot of hey, look people can point fingers at the 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 um, performance center in Florida and how they churn out people, um, some good, some a lot not so good. If you're looking at the cream of the crop training facility, and I think everybody within pro wrestling kind of feels the same way. Like, if you let's put it this way: if you graduate from the dojo, you know you were trained really well. Right? You know, you know that they have a nice, solid foundation in the ring. So, um, I think it's a step in the right direction for New Japan, absolutely, and and I think it's a good signing. We also saw uh, an interview with Bateman. And, I mean, the character looks interesting. I can't see I've seen him wrestle, but um, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. And then the big story was the debut of Chris Dickinson, who was joining Team Filthy here. I, I just, I generally, I like the little narrative continuity with his Team Filthy storyline. And I thought there were some really good exchanges here between Dickinson and Brody King, and also with J.R. Kratos. And I think... Yeah. There is, there's a lot of potential there for some tasty matches, you know, like sort of big big Japan, strong division style matches with all these huge fellas that they, they seem to have uh, stacked up on their roster here. And uh, it's, you know, it's people auditioning for spots on the main roster in New Japan. They want to be impressing the, those guys watching so that they can have a, a shot of getting flown over to Japan at some point in the future. And you, you saw uh, Dickinson cut a very passionate promo afterwards saying about, you know, how... Uh, uh, Keeney was in, in working for New Japan, and and I believed it from him. Me too. I know a lot of people say that. I think he's the one of them where you can look at him and look at his history, look at the way he wrestles. You can tell that he is a guy who is genuinely desperate to work for New Japan, um, and I think he'd be a great addition to their roster. Like they're always keen on the the, the monster gaijin wrestlers. He ticks all the boxes if you like that kind of uh, you know the never title style match with the chops and the lariats and the power moves. And he could absolutely tear it up with guys like Shingo and Goto, Ishii, Evil, Jeff Cobb. Yeah, um, you know, if you haven't seen any of his matches, I strongly recommend looking for his match at Beyond American Rana on July twenty eighth in twenty nineteen against Daisuke Sakamoto. And I, I guarantee, as soon as you watch that, you're going to be champing at the bit to see him in New Japan. Um, I'm not sure if New Japan are going to be looking to make any new signings right now with all the uncertainty. But personally, I think he fit like a glove, and I want to see the Pazuzu bomb back. Because I won't be satisfied until I've seen him yeet Master Watto across the ring or, or try it on Jeff Cobb and put a hole through the mat. So I was really impressed. Me too. Um, like, yeah, he is a guy that would fit perfectly in that in that never spot and even like you know tag spot. Um, what I've always liked about him is that everything he does looks heavy. Like, I mean, just a, a small sample size is that tag match on Strong. I mean, those chops, <laughs> they can light up a guy. Uh, and, and, and chests are bruised and bloodied. Um, everything he does is, is hard-hitting. Everything he does is very crisp and and uh, done with force, right? And that's not to say that he's like a, a reckless worker by any – that's not absolutely not what I'm saying. I'm saying that everything looks like it hurts right from from a chop to a takedown to suplexes to uh tires you name it uh everything looks like it's solid and he's got that kind of 
I don't want to say squatty build, you know, that that power lifter kind of build. In a strange way, in a real weird way, he kind of reminds me of, and it's certainly not in working style, but just cert- like the, the his aura. And you may not get the reference, but he reminds me of Ronnie Garvin. The way Ronnie Garvin fucking laid shit in. Like, that, that's what he reminds me of. Like, a guy of that cut from that cloth. Um, no, I think, if, I think he's a good fit. I think he's a good fit. He, he, and you know how he talk about, you know, some guys are, aren't going to make the cut and they're there for strong. And blah, Like, I think he could make the cut. I think him. I think Brody King. Yeah. Um, I wish they would do something with Leah Rush, truth be told. Um, I think he made a... Between, I, I know I'm, I'm I'm fixated on that fucking video that he created, but that was great. And the opening match in Super J Cup was really good too. Um, I think there's there's more to him. So if I'm looking at certain pockets of guys that might get might get a look, I think you got to include those guys. Louis says, I have a New Japan strong question. For once, I watched the match between Clark Connors and Kevin Knight. Do you think Kevin got away with more than the usual stuff young Lions do in the ring? Look at the times yeah. that Clark had to remind Kevin that this is how we do things. Do you, do you notice a stylistic difference between the, the LA Dojo young Lions going at it and the, the Nogue Dojo young Lions? To a certain degree, I think so. Um, I mean, I don't know what they're told in the back. I, I'm assuming they're letting them fly. You know what I mean? Go out there, have a good match. You know, um, Keep it, you know, you got 10 minutes, you got five minutes, whatever. Um, I don't know how they're working it in the back of, you can't do this shit. You can't do that stuff. You can't do whatever. Um, I think, and and I don't know this for sure because I haven't talked to anybody about this, but it's, I would assume that there is this mindset when you go to a place like that for the first time that while you do want to impress, you don't want to be overly flashy, Right, you don't want to go out there and do all your dumb shit um, in a five-minute match and go walk through the curtain, you know, and have people looking at you like, "What the fuck was all that?" <laughs> you know, because uh, because that that does happen in a in a pro wrestling locker room. Uh, so there is that fine balance and that fine line. So um, do they get away with a little bit more than maybe a young line? I would tend to lean toward yeah, but that might just be a a thing of, you know, we're going to let them get some shit in um, and and give them an opportunity, and yeah, that's that. Right, a few questions. I'm going to throw, uh, I'm going to lump all these together. So Ben says, which talent from Strong would you like to see full-time in Japan? Rai says, do you think long-term the plan is to have the people we're seeing become regulars on Strong uh, be used up to fill tournaments over in Japan, similar to ROH in the past. For example, could we see Danny Limelight in Best of the Super Juniors, or Rossa and PJ in World Tag League, or the Regal Twins in the Junior Tag League? And Vincent says, when borders reopen, do you think we will see some of the standouts of Strong in New Japan, or is this always designed to be separate from New Japan? I think what Strong has become is a place where guys who are stuck in the States can work um, and do a set of tapings and get paid. Um, now again, they're not bringing in any Tom, every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's on the indies, but they're bringing in the guys that they feel is a good fit, talented guys that can work a certain style um, and perform at a high level for these TV shows. Um, will some of them get a, get an opportunity? Yeah, I, I do, but I think the percentage of those people are it's small. I think the dojo boys. Have obviously a 
uh, better shot of making shows in Japan than than others. But yeah, I mean, as of right now, I think it's going to be a place where guys can work um, and and get on some form of television and continue to try to get their name out. And you can see them on social media promoting their appearances on Strong and, you know, trying to get work and tagging everybody in New Japan they fucking possibly can. Uh, A a few people will, will make that, you know. Uh, but in the meantime, this will be a place where, during a pandemic, guys can get work and get paid um, and still continue to get their name out there. Um, <laughs> Is that like the wrestling equivalent of a food bank? <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's there's not many places places people are getting a lot of work at this point. And and again, I don't I don't know if New Japan is you know has the checkbook out ready to sign deals as of right now. That's for sure. Um, no, nah, they're spending all of the money on Jay White's new bumper deal. That's <laughs> surely on its way. Ten-year deal, yeah, uh, guaranteed. Uh, he's getting Bret Hart contracts. Um, yeah. So again, those those guys are are trying to find a spot. They'll be used in some capacity. Not every one of them, but but there'll be guys that'll be used in some capacity. That's for sure. All right, well, that's uh, all the news, and let's just dig into some of the questions. Quick fire questions from our listeners here. So, Steel O'Neill says, Most people are missing who the true MVP of Wrestle Kingdom weekend was. Hiroshi Tenzan. He had four entrances over three shows in the Rambo with Watto, with Kojima, and the tag match at Dash. And he was the focus of the big angle with the Empire. So, yeah, that's something that's flown under the radar a bit. And I think all signs point towards this being Tenzan's last year as an active wrestler. Do you agree? It should be if it's not, um, and there's and I, I say that with all the respect I can deliver, but yeah, it's it, yeah, I think I think it's we're more than fine with him doing a a last tour. Um, I, and again, I think Dash was a little bit more of a focal point than anything else. Um, and again, the focal point being he got his ass whipped, <laughs> but uh, it does give breathe a, it gives him something to do for these. February shows. I mean, he's going to be a focal point that that uh, Ocon match. So, yeah. I mean, if if this is a less hurrah, um, good good on him. Dan says now we've had two double dome shows this year and last year. Which year do you think was best? I think having a slightly more restricted access to wrestlers and resources, consequence of COVID, served the company well as the 2020 show had more meaningful and better quality matches. I think he means the 2021 show had more meaningful and better quality matches from top to bottom, in my opinion, unlike 2019, which I think he means 2020, where the cards were littered with filler eight-man tags that you typically get at Corroquin Road 2 shows. Yeah, I, I think this year's Wrestle Kingdom, this year's Double Dome, was tighter and every match felt more meaningful than last year's, which I think last year's show peaked higher for me but I think the overall quality was more consistently high for this year's Wrestle Kingdom. I, I was... Uh, to answer the question, I liked this year's Wrestle Kingdom better than I liked last year's Wrestle Kingdom. But I really... Enjoyed, I mean, it won show of the year. It was like first and second for us, right? Um, and, and it got my vote, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I, I There's just something about them being able to pull off such a such a great weekend of 
it wasn't the weekend, but three three nights of shows under those circumstances where, I mean, you know, everybody heard the rumors that the shows might not even happen, you know, or, you know, the empty building what or whatever. What fucking idiots told you that? Nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. But it's still that idea of being able to pull off a show of that quality and that caliber. Um, Okada and Osprey was great. Jay White put on a fight. I talked about it the other week. I, I think Jay White put on a performance that might go down as one of the best performances, like the total package of a pro wrestler. I mean, in a long, 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 long time. It's fucking fantastic. Abushi. What 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 are two days he had? Um, even Naito, you know, great match. Uh, look, top to bottom, we we talked about those that those two cards. I was, I, I I have to give it to this one. I enjoyed the matches. I enjoyed the shows. I feel like I was more invested in them, and I and going into it, I didn't feel it, and maybe maybe that helped to that as well. Maybe recency bias. I don't know. But I liked this Wrestle Kingdom Double Dome a lot, and, and I think it ranks right up there with some of the best Double Dome, or not Double Domes, but best Wrestle Kingdoms out there. I think you could easily slide it in, and that's a that's a miraculous thing to me. Xavier says, "Can Damon think of a worse singles match on paper than Bushi versus Watto on the Future Japan roster currently?" Uh, caveat to this being that I I think they are teasing a Doki versus Jado match, so I don't know if that will be. Uh, one that will be worse. I mean, I could certainly think of a few last year that were worse. Um, the uh, what was the match in the New Japan Cup? Was that Jado versus Yano? Or was Could it? Be. I can't. I, I, there was definitely a match involving Jado in the New Japan Cup, which just did not fucking end, and it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, but <laughs> yeah, can you think of a worse match than Bushi Wato? I can think of plenty. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. Of, I, I think it might. I, I'm, I think it might be good. Yeah, might be good. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, for me, in the spot that it's given and the time that you know it's going to get, Ibushi Sonata just just doesn't do anything for me. Um, and I, again, I don't think it's going to be a bad match. Um, it's, this is not going to be a situation where it's like you know, Nakanishi and you know, I don't know, against. You know, it's not going to be just just horrific. Um, no, I don't think it's that that bad. That bad. Um, but again, you throw in like a Dick Togo and Jado against some. You know, we can make it worse. Let's put it that way. Violent Skipping says you mentioned in the Wrestle Kingdom review that nobody can deny White is a star. Though you could understand them having reservations after Wrestle Kingdom twelve and subsequent G one. Could you see a path for the same to be said for Evil three years from now? So, give me uh, the likelihoods that. Within the next three years, Evil has made the improvements that we're, we're speaking of him in a similar vein to the way we're speaking about Jay White now. Why would he? He's already, you know, more over than he was before. He They gave him the fucking title. Like, he's not going to change shit so dorks on a fucking podcast can get a boner over his matches. He's He's... That new coat of paint is is fitting him just nicely. I, it's not for me. I don't particularly fucking like it. And there's plenty of people that don't like it either. I mean, I would highly suggest that, you know, he wins dominantly. That would be a pleasant surprise. 
but that motherfucker ain't changing for nothing. Why would he? Really? You, you, so you you don't think like let's say this time twenty twenty four? Do you think the the evil character and match formula is pretty much the same as it is now? Um, I mean, why change it? Well, for I the mean, sake of, of character growth and evolution, as they they do with lots of guys in New Japan. Okay. I mean, where where do you take an evil character? He's good now. I mean, I don't like. What are we looking? Baby face turn. Rename him good. You know, I don't. Yeah, I know. He's instead of evil, he's he's kind. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, kind coming to the ring. Uh, yeah. I mean, what do you what do you do? I I, I mean, I I at, would like to see at some point the the Dick Togo thing be phased out and him actually, even as I'm saying it I'm losing conviction in this sentence halfway right, through it so right. but again I'm my point is, is, is like okay so we're not even a year into this right and, and again this is projecting three years down the road but he's hotter than any fucking guy you know he, he's hotter than he's ever been right I mean I, I hate using merch as a fucking indicator of that but Correct me if I'm wrong. He's doing pretty well in the merch, right? Yeah. Well, I won't be convinced until I see someone has drawn him as an anime lady with enormous <laughs> tits. So. <laughs> Jury's out, Dave. That is, um, that, is, okay. that is the standard, yes. Okay. Uh, Discord questions. Liam says, in the light of the newly announced castle attack, who is the trebuchet of New Japan Pro Wrestling? So I don't know if Liam means who is the actual struck, the, 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 the sort of catapult, Siege engine thing that is flinging the projectile at the castle, or who is the projectile getting flung at the castle? I, uh, I would say Jeff Cobb is the trebuchet, and Okan is the projectile. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> okay, no, no next question. Okay, Pink Moon says I've been listening to some old episodes of the podcast pre-pandemic, uh, early pandemic, when no one had any idea what this would mean for the world, and more importantly, pro wrestling. The optimism and excitement is clearly greater pre-pandemic, and that's from someone who enjoyed New Japan's 2020. Do you think that, if not for things being what they were, New Japan's 2020 would have been different, very differently perceived? Can we simply say that any disappointments are primarily induced by COVID? I yeah, again, I, for, if if you're asking just me, yeah, I think it has a lot to do with it, right? I think there was a lot of booking on the fly, you know, a lot of. Uh, ripping up old pages of a notebook and <laughs> quickly writing down new ideas and new ways to get out of situations and into situations all due to the fact that they didn't have half a fucking roster th- to work with. Um, and and they had no idea when they were going to be coming back. So, yeah, I think I, – you, I don't think – like the people who are down on New Japan have have – you can see the gripe. I mean I'm not going to you know dismiss their arguments, but – you have to put a fucking asterisk there. Um, I don't think that 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 anything was great. Football, hockey, basketball, anything, baseball, nothing. Everything felt different. And I know I hate saying that, but it did, and it was different. Now, again, you're, you're expecting a company who half their roster couldn't get into the country until like G1 season. I think that's yeah. You got to give. You got to put a little asterisk there. 
Phase Collector's got two questions. One, will Jeff Cobb be New Japanitized gimmick-wise in 2021 if he's signed with them more permanently? What would you like to see or not like to see? Um, what did you think of previous Westerner packaging like Elgin and other fellas? And two, would Kota Ibushi make a good booker or at least part of the committee knowing what you know about his ideas on creative past and present? Um, gosh, can you imagine Ibushi on the booking committee? That that would certainly be a sight. Uh, as yeah. for Jeff Cobb's presentation, I actually really like it the way it is. Uh, I like him as the sort of silent killer gimmick it fits him a lot more than whatever his baby face character was uh, yeah what was his like he was a guy who wore suplex gear or i don't you know or and a guy who did the, the you know the hawaiian thumb index finger thing um uh, look i like the way he is now i think like i'm in agreement with you he, that's a perfect fit uh abushi as a booker uh, my biggest fear is that he's just like there would be no continuing of storylines. Like it would be, they would you would probably get some pretty crazy, wacky individual shows. But the idea of continuing storylines, breadcrumbs leading to a, that you could throw that right the fuck out the window. I think with him, I don't think I don't think his brain works that way. Um, that would be the biggest challenge as a booker, like keeping track and keeping things in a progression as opposed like if you want to give him the book for like a big show, like a random big show, I bet you that it would be crazy good. It's the day to day thing that I would have a lot of concern with with Koto Bushi being a booker. Bash says, a question for music, Damon, what new music is on the radar? Um, and question for Joel, what was his favorite things about the TV show Giri Haji? I for those of you who've seen it, I really like the character of uh, Rodney in Giri Haji. A very good series if anyone is looking for recommendations for a good drama. It was uh, about eight episodes long about some uh, Japanese people, sort of Yakuza influence story coming to, I think it was London. Uh, so yeah, interesting sort of clash between sort of Japanese culture and, and British culture, which I enjoyed a lot. Um, yeah, Damon, what's on your, your music playlist these days? Alrighty. Um, again, I think the band, my band last year, um, band of last year was a band called Sports Team. They are out of London, I believe. And uh, yeah, I really like them a lot. And I think that album is fantastic. So big fan of them. I would love to see them if they ever tour. That would be a wonderful thing. Um, because I, I, they, they check all the boxes for me. But also, aside from that, like touching the nostalgia button, um, they recently had a bunch of, uh, uh, they had a, a rather decent Bowie tribute. Uh, on the passing of his uh, anniversary of his passing. Um, so they had a bunch of bands do covers. And Duran Duran did a cover of Five Years, which I think is fucking great. And then uh, Nine Inch Nails' Trent Reznor did a cover of Fashion, which is one of my favorite songs, um, which is great. Um, so I'm kind of that, like, I've been killing that on repeat, uh, the, the Bowie tribute stuff from those two bands. So that's where I'm at musically right now. A Silent Flute says, uh, a question for gaming, Joel. How far have you made it in Bloodborne? Did you finish it? How many hours have you put in? I couldn't tell you how many hours I've put in. I did finish it. I finished it quite quickly after I got it because I I just played it all the time. I love Bloodborne. It's such a good game. I love the sort of FromSoft games, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Sekiro, all of that stuff. And there was just something about the sort of cosmic horror of Bloodborne, the sort of HP Lovecraft style um, spookiness that just I really... I dig that so much. Like the the fishing hamlet in the the DLC part where you get up to Orphan of Cos at the end. I love the music, the the wacky storyline, all the scary boss monsters. Just I love it. I think it's one of the best games that I've ever played. Um, 
next question then Damon you <laughs> sending me a WhatsApp message saying do we want to touch on awards no I mean we've, we we gave our we, we had an episode about the awards um, about a month ago didn't we we gave our own picks um, we own I picks. feel I feel that if I if we went back and discussed that then we'd just be repeating stuff that we said on that episode I agree okay yeah. alright okay. Uh, Daryl Daryl <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daryl says uh, personal issues aside would you rather have Cobb or Elgin I was really impressed by Cobb's big man mojo and consistency in the G1 but Elgin did have some bright spots himself once upon a time Um, yeah I was one of the people who was a big fan of Elgin's wrestling matches and up until a week ago I would have said that he peaked a lot higher than Jeff Cobb has ever peaked because I'm thinking specifically about the match Elgin had with Naito I think it was New Beginning 2017 which was fantastic. And until last week, I said, I would have said Jeff Cobb hasn't had a match that good, but I think the match Cobb had with Shingo was on that level. And I think there is potential for Jeff Cobb to outshine Michael Elgin's New Japan run if he continues mm-hmm. on his potential. trajectory. Yeah, yeah, but he's got a little work to go because, again, if we remember back, Elgin had some pretty great matches in G1 with Goto, um, Ishii, um... Nakajima? Was it Nakajima? Yes, yeah, it was. It was. I remember that one. Um, Yeah, so there's, you know, the Naito match you mentioned, even, uh, wasn't there a Kenny Omega match that was pretty, pretty great too? Um, Was that the tables match? Am I I thinking wrong? Or the ladders match or some shit? Yeah, I think they had a ladder match. So, I mean, there's, there's, Elgin had a pretty decent body of work um, in New Japan. And that, 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 you know, I don't think should be hand waved. Uh, I like the character and the presentation of Jeff Cobb, and if we can continue in the same path that we saw with the Shingo match, I think there. Yeah, just like you said, there's absolute potential to lap Elgin. Um, but again, I, I, we can't hand wave those handful of matches that were really pretty great from Elgin in New Japan. Topher says, with Osprey's new faction being formed and rumours that evil may break from Bullet Club and form another, which of the current factions would you keep and which would you disband? And from the ex- expanded factions, where would you relocate the members? I think the only one I would have on the chopping block right now is Chaos. Yeah. Uh, I think they have served their purpose at this point. Um, and having Hontai as the sort of generic good guy faction, I think there's not really, uh, there's no function for chaos anymore and I think they could make use of some of those people you know the likes of Goto or Ishii or Yoshihashi or Sho I think they would be a uh, a boon to some of the other factions fresh coat of paint uh, I think they'd be good elsewhere I think they should have a draft <laughs> but you know they get podiums yeah well you, you know uh, John Carroll did a draft episode on wrestling on Makaze with re redrafting the New Japan factions. Oh, really? That was a while ago. I think they might do a new one this year. I like the idea. It's a fun episode to listen to. So, um, yeah, watch this space. I don't know. Maybe you can tweet at John and ask them if they're planning to do uh, another similar episode. All right. All right. Classic Cat says, when do you think Naito versus Hiromu will happen and do you think it's dome-worthy? Hmm. I don't see why not. I mean, I know there were a ton of people that were really disappointed that that never happened. 
and are still disappointed that it hasn't happened. I I don't know how you do it without somebody leaving LIJ. Um, I don't think it's just that thing where they just do it with Naito not being a champion. I think it would be weird if Naito challenged for the junior heavyweight title. That That's what I want to say. I want to see Naito challenge for the junior heavyweight title uh, to make the match happen. Um, do I want it? Yes. Do I think it's going to happen? Let's put it this way. Do I want it to happen? Yes. Should they do it? I think so. Will yeah, it happen? It's, it looks like a big money match to me. And, and yeah. especially the way the fans reacted when the anniversary show got cancelled last year. Right. Do you, But I don't think they're going to do it. Do you? I think so. I think yeah. they, I think they will. I think they should, but I think they've got to do it sooner rather than later because you know I'm not on the bandwagon of oh Naito's knee is fucked, but he's not getting any younger. So I will pull I just the trigger. Don't, I mean, I just I think they got him doing other things unless they just drop it in. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, we're just going to do this fucking match. Like I just don't know how we get there with with guys doing other things. You know, I like the Naito losing and Hiromu winning. Does that idea no favors? I don't know. I could see it happening where maybe Naito is having, I don't want to say one last run, but another run with a heavyweight title and Hiromu maybe has moved up to the heavyweight division and has won himself with G1 or something and then that that is his ascension to the very top of the company. But again, I I still think there's a lot of mileage in uh, Hiromu as a junior. Um, okay, yeah, that's, Lachlan... that's a year away though, too, though, right? That's, oh, oh, at, at least, least at least, yeah. maybe more. No. Uh, Lachlan says top five gaijin to ever wrestle for New Japan. Woo, God. Um, all right, Brody. Um, I mean, Hanson was more significant in all Japan, mind you. I'm going to say Brody. I'm going to say Vader. I'm going to say I feel like I'm going to slight people. You know, you can make an argument for Don Fry. Um Brody Vader I mean, it, would you consider like a guy like Carl Gotch or Billy Robinson? And, you know, like just being an absolute foundation for everything New Japan based themselves on in the early days. I think you could. Um, That's a tough one because it depends on which way you want to go. Because it's very easy to be like, yeah, uh, AJ, and you know, but I don't think they had like those type of people have that type of significant historical significance and and being on top in 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 in, in very important times. Um, I mean, you could argue Kenny was on top when the company was at its financial peak. I mean, they didn't have primetime television but you know they were making profitability wise they were they were doing okay for themselves you know Gates. yeah I, I think i think kenny is in the mix just like, again for helping break new japan into the mainstream with that wrestle kingdom 11 match 
I think yeah. that, that counts for a lot. I, th- I mean, I think he look. Look, I think he's in the discussion. I think that's fair. Um, I mean, Hogan, would you put in that conversation? Hogan was yeah. massive. Yeah, I think so. Um, no, I, I feel like I'm Texas kids. I mean, purely for the sort of wrestling impact. I don't know if he was like a huge deal, right? For like for 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 like inspiring pro wrestlers. Um, and that style, but within the company, I mean, he was a junior, you know, he was a guy who challenged for the junior title, which again was important, but I wouldn't put it in the same pecking order as like, you know, a guy going for the heavyweight title. Um, I don't know if I would go Pegasus. I don't think I would go for many of the juniors, you know, that whole crowd, even though again, for a collective body of, of being, influential and important to the development of juniors it's significant but i don't i don't think i would rank them above those guys brody is the top though um and then we would work around from there j michael says what are you looking forward to in the new season of kenta's disconnected j drama and can someone win best on interviews when they purposely avoid talking about the matches opponents or wrestling itself what, what did you think of kenta's unique promo style where he was doing that sort of running gag with the, the sort of soap opera thing with the cameraman. <laughs> I liked it, actually. It was, it, was, it was kind of funny. I thought it was more of a one-off thing. Um, it wasn't one of them leaving, one of the camera yes. people leaving. So Yeah, he, yeah, that's right. That. I liked it. Um, I mean, it's, it was different. It was funny. You know, it was, uh, you know, you don't see that every day on a pro wrestling show. So, yeah, I mean, again, you don't want it to be a running bit. But, yeah, I, I don't think anybody had a problem with it. I think everybody enjoyed it. It's fun. Chris says, what sports combo would you put in World Tag League, e.g. Tarkovsky and me? Those are two Burnley defenders. Adams and Bold, Jordan and Pippin, etc. I will put in uh, two Arsenal players, Emil Smithrow and Bukayo Saka. They're going, I'm I'm putting them in the the junior tag league. They're going to be future IWGP junior heavyweight uh, tag champions. Um, They would give me a sports combo to put in World Tag League. Mm. Um, How about uh, Shaq and Charles Barkley? (laughs) There you go. I don't Great think they stuff. can make it. Wait, they, they wouldn't make it in junior, would they? It has to be junior. No, no, no. It, it says world tag league, so heavyweight. Oh, good. Yeah, Shaq. I'm going Shaq and Charles Barkley. Yeah. Sarah says, completely unrelated to any of these shows, but I have to ask, have you seen the Hiromi makeup video? Please also show Damon. All right. I, I'm assuming you haven't seen that. No, I haven't. All right. I'm going to send it to you now. Don't watch it now. We'll, we'll come to that next week. So we will we'll right. get back to you next week, Sarah. Uh, Kid Kilowatt says, what do you think about Yo coming back after his injury and becoming the Empire Faction's junior ace? I, I still think Yo is LIJ bound. He's got the connections there. Yeah. If they do break up chaos, that's that's the way to go, right? Uh, look, I just hope he gets back. It's a serious injury. I mean... It's a real, you know, that's that's a legitimate injury that dude has. So it's going to be a while before he comes back. So, um, yeah, just let's just hope he gets back and can have some decent matches, and then we'll worry about where we put him. Bash says, "How do you feel about Osprey's use of bad language during matches and in promos? Do you think you need to swear, Jar? I think with kids in the audience, sometimes it can be inappropriate in matches, but not post-match promos. What do you have any strong feelings about?" wrestlers swearing i like it personally because yeah. just because other companies don't do it i just i always get a kick out of it when they uh drop the f-bombs and all that i mean it means more to us watching it in the west than it does there that's for sure um 
Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I, cursing for cursing's sake, I, like I th- throw in F-bombs just because it's just casual conversation. Um, and it's real conversation. Um, but again, if I have to do other broadcasting stuff, I'm not throwing F-bombs around. It's, it, it, here's the thing. When it's done all the time, just like anything in life, it gets watered down, and it's like, okay, he's cursing again, and okay. Um, but when it's done sparingly and done with emphasis and done with, um, I don't want to say energy, but again, when Jay White is screaming at the top of his lungs, fucking help me, like that has more impact than you motherfucker, you know, in a G.O.D. match in the middle of Tokyo Dome. Oh, no, no, wait, that, that Wrestling Kingdom 11 match, the three-way with G.O.D., right. Great Bashir, and Yano Ishii, that was hilarious. <laughs> you could <laughs> right. you just count them and you could hear, oh, who was the play-by-play guy back then? Was it no, sorry, not play-by-play, uh, color guy, Steve Carino, that's it. He was just bursting out laughing. That was, that was good shit. Uh, okay, Daryl says, real question I want answered. I believe the whole Jcast universe needs to know. How is our favourite Ichiban sweet boy, Scampy? I'm sure he misses you. We miss his runnings. Oh, yeah, Scampy's oh doing well. He is with uh, my friend and colleague, Katrina. She's been looking after him since February. And he's very happy and, and safe and comfortable and, and loved. And she's just taking care of him beautifully. So very, very lucky to have uh, a good friend, Katrina, looking after Scampy. And yeah, hopefully I'll get to see him again soon. Um, Breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Buy his t-shirt, Scampi Club t-shirt, at Cobra Kawaii. Show, show the love with your money. Don't just tell me you love him. Buy the fucking t-shirt. Cola <laughs> uh, Blue says, has anyone heard from Shota Umino? Also, what's Joel's opinion on the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack? Soundtrack is great. I loved it. It's gone straight onto my phone. My favourite is the the boss music. Uh, what's it called? Still More Fighting. I love that. Oh, that's, that's a real banger. Um, Shota Umino, I've heard nothing from Shota Umino. I don't know where he is. When we're going to expect him back? Uh, bit of a head scratcher. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. Steel O'Neill says, "If you could swap any body part with a New Japan wrestler, who, what, and what's the first thing you do with it?" <laughs> Okan's tits. <laughs> now, yeah. Uh, I'm always fascinated, and Jay White has it too. But I'm sorry, I'm eating a vitamin. Um. So if a guy raises his arms and right underneath the rib cage, how they have like those three muscles, like there's three tiny little muscles, like right underneath the rib cage. Fascinated by that. I don't even think I have those on my body, let alone be able to make them pronounced. So yeah, that would be it. I want, I want that. I, and like, I, I like their stomach, like, like a Jay White stomach or, you know, Finn Balor was like the that was the litmus test for washboard abs, but him or Coda, I think even Jay Jay now with the fucking abs. So I would change if I could change anything. I would change that. I would I would swap up. I want Satoshi Kojima's strongest arm, not both, wow. just one, just one one of his arms. <laughs> what power? His right arm. So just like a walk around, just larrying people with it, just knocking them off their feet. That'd be great. Uh, Anwar says, have you ever practiced dragon punches under a waterfall? I've pl- practiced plenty of dragon punches back in the day of my, my Street Fighter 2 fandom. Never had... To, maybe I have done it. I've, I've probably done it under a waterfall in a uh, a swimming pool, but this would have been before 
my New Japan fandom long before that. Uh, Damon, I'm going to stick my neck out and say you've never practiced a dragon punch under a waterfall. What's, I don't know what a dragon punch is. Uh, did you ever play Street Fighter? Yes. So the the character Ryu, the karate guy, when he does his big punch that he sort of launches himself up several feet vertically into the air and goes, sure you can! Oh yeah, the, uh, the uppercut? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah. I think I don't know if I've actually used that as my inspiration, but I'm sure I've done a big uppercut in the pool. I haven't been. Sw- I, I I can't think of the fucking last time I I got in a pool. To be honest with you, it's been over two years, over three years probably. I haven't seen a pool. I'll tell you I've what though, I tried to take a bath. It's freezing though. I, I, I yeah. can't use it. It's too cold. I tried to take a bath. It didn't go well. <laughs> it was really <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. What would you mean? Like, what? So I wanted the nice. So so Cheryl had to go to her parents' house because her dad is, you know, in in a bad way. So she had to go over there to watch. Um, so she spent the night. So I was like, all right, well, I, I'm here alone. So we made it a, a, a little joke. I was going to have a, um, a nice little girls' night by myself, right? So I got a bath bomb. Is that what it's called? Bath bomb, right? Uh, I got some wine. I got I, like I was gonna have a whole fucking thing, and it was a joke. But I was like I was looking forward to it. And I was like, I'm, all right, I'll do all this. So <laughs> I run the water and I ran it too high, I guess, because when I got in the fucking tub, it all splashed over the side. <laughs> 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 I did because this is I never take baths. I always take showers. I I couldn't tell you the last time. So the water is like whoosh, like I get in there, this big fucking whale just breaching the water over the top. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Then I realized the tub really isn't that big. So I can't really get comfortable, right? I can't really, like, fucking position myself right. And I'm sloshing around in the water. And it's just like, ah. I probably sat there for, like, three minutes, Joel, total. And then I'm like, all right, this is really overrated. Uh, I, I'm, I'll just get a shower. I couldn't get my footing to, to turn over to get out. It took me, like, it took me longer to get out. Than it did that it did the entire bath time, like I had to turn over on my knees and then prop myself up to get up. Like I couldn't just sit up and position myself right to get up. I had to turn and get on my knees to get to because the, the tub is slippery. I fucking and I'm fat. Uh, couldn't do it. So yeah, it was fucking a nightmare, dude. And I, then I had to get nine hundred towels to sop up the water that was fucking all over the floor. Fucking overrated, dude. I'm a shower guy for life. I uh, I bathe. We've got a nice bath in the hotel because obviously we have to give Esther a bath. But uh, she she she's very grabby. She likes to grab things and oh, no. pinch things. So oh, no. when I bathe with her, I have to wear underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh. And she goes she goes for my nipples as well. Oh gosh. She's, she's going for all the tasty she's a little bits, sadist. Huh? She's just, yeah. Oh um, boy. All right, that's enough, enough about that. Uh, classic yeah. catches. Completely random question. Who is considered the toughest guy in the New Japan locker room? Essentially, who is the Meng of the locker room? I mean, I don't. I mean, I haven't really asked anybody. We should probably do that. Um, here's the thing: like, there are guys that you might not expect be able to handle themselves. That, that may not have a reputation that might be legitimately a tough motherfucker. Listen, all right, again, I don't know shit, but 
Would anybody want to fucking be in a dark alley with uh, Tamatanga? I would think Tamatanga would fuck a guy up. Um. Hmm. Like, do we mean do we do we like again? Do we mean like street fight? Don't fuck with the guy, or do we mean get grapple in a, in a on a mat? Tough. My answer to that, my head cannon is Ocon because he's scary and he's got the the grappling ability. I think he could get you on your back and break your arms and legs before you could do anything about it. Yeah, like shooter wise, yeah. But like, a, like a, like a, who would I, who would you want in a bar fight? Let's put it that way. That's my question. I'll, I'll reposition the question. Who would you want in a bar fight? Uh, Kanemaru. Yeah, he looks like he could fucking whiskey bottle in the face. Yeah, I don't know. I got to go with God. I just think God. Yeah, I, I, I feel would, that as would, well. But fuck somebody up and mm-hmm. not even think twice about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and again, he's there is that you know. Haku is, you know, you know, sitting at the dinner table. <laughs> I'm sure they've learned a thing or two. Yeah, I would car keys, I car keys between your fists. <laughs> That's me. That's my gimmick. That's my thing. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Silent flute says, "Will Joel be jacking in? I thought jacking, uh, jacking into Cyberpunk 20, 2077 anytime soon? If so, what size penis will he be going with? No, I will not be playing Cyberpunk. It sounds like an absolute mess. Um, I have a lot, a lot of objections with the." the way that CD Projekt Reds uh, have gone about their business. I have just finished playing a, a lovely game on the Super Nintendo called Earthbound, which is a, a JRPG. Uh, not the most fun game, but really wacky, really great sense of humour, very memorable. I will be playing, I think I'm going to go with Final Fantasy VI next, which I've heard really good things about. So I'm just I'm, I'm just doing the retro gaming. I'm trying to fill in the, the blind spots in my gaming history. Um, Daffy Duck says, Dragon is a heel now. Should he join LIJ when he goes back to the Fed. I didn't know Dragon Year's a heel. Is that a, an ROH thing, I, I presume? Um, I, I, I mean, I can't tell you the last time I watched an ROH show, but to be very honest, it has to be over a year. I, if he's a heel there, I don't can't imagine him being a heel. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Sid says, what are some things that you would like to see in New Japan in 2021? I, it's, made, it's something I want them to continue, and that is the good booking of the heavyweight tag division and the Never Six Man titles. Yeah, that would be one. Um, I, I mean, truth be told, I would like, uh, 2021, I would like to see them do live shows outside of Japan. That's really what I would that's, If you were going to ask me, that would be it. I would love to see them have live shows outside of Japan and everyone be able to see uh, shows again. That would be it. I haven't seen a wrestling show in fucking a year. It's ridiculous. I miss it. I miss the sounds of it. I miss yeah. the sound of the ring. I miss the sound of people hitting the ropes. I miss the sound of... Uh, I don't know. I, I miss that. So uh, that that would be it, yeah. Louis says, with 2020 behind us, what, if anything, positive did you get out of the year? Well, obviously, I keep saying it, but the, the birth of my, my beautiful baby daughter, Esther, I, I, again, I will never be able to look back on 2020 and think of anything else but becoming a father. So that is the, the big positive. Uh, and, uh, yeah, a, a, a great year for me. 
becoming a parent. Uh, what about you, Damon? What was the most positive thing you got out of 2020? Was it episode 97 of our podcast? <laughs> I would agree. That would, it's, it's, if it's not number one, it's number three. Um, I, I guess maybe the bar, which is coming along very nicely. Um, so maybe maybe that. But honestly, it was. It felt like everything. I'm more happy for you being a father than anything that occurred in, for, in me for 2020. Oh, that's for sure. That's very sweet. Um, Stephen says, "How do you think they approach excursions for the current young lion crop? As international travel seems unlikely for the coming year, extend their dojo years, have them do gimmicks in other Jap- Japanese companies, or give them the Hanare treatment." Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, they don't. It, it's it's a thing, it, and it's not anywhere where it's written in stone that it has to happen that they go away. But as I always say, it's not just about them experiencing stuff in the ring with different people and getting experience working. It's experience conducting yourself as a pro wrestler and life outside the ring and seeing a different country and and getting a taste for that. So I think that's one of the bigger things that that is missed when guys don't go on excursion. It's that. Um, so um, I don't know. I wish I had the answer to that. But it doesn't seem like excursions are a possibility anytime soon. That's for sure. Nick says, who are your picks for New Japan Cup? Best of the Super Juniors, Super Junior Tag League, G1 and World Tag League in 2021. All right, I'll give you New Japan Cup. I'll go Will Ospreay. Best of the Super Juniors, mm, probably El Fantasmo. Uh, Super Junior Tag League, uh, Kanemaru Desperado. Oh no, did they win it last year? I don't know. I can't. They don't really have a junior tag division. Uh, G1, I will give you Okada. Um, World Tag League, I don't know, Dangerous Techers. I'll just give you Cup. Um, I think Osprey is, is a good pick. I think Jay White might be a good pick. Um, G1. You know, I still think... Osprey wins G1. So I might flip it. I'll say Osprey wins G1, and I'll say... Mm, about... Oh, I don't know. You think Naito? No, I think... I don't know. I think... Yeah. my Again, my working theory is that Naito wins the belt off of Osprey at Dominion but I'm not sure about Naito winning tournaments at this point yeah. I don't know who knows who knows <laughs> <laughs> alright it's a difficult question uh, okay alright let's wrap it up there then so uh, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast if you like what you hear and you want to show us some appreciation by giving us money that is always greatly appreciated uh, discord link is in the show notes if you want to watch all of those Korakuen shows and chat about them live like a crazy person then you can do that there and at Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Super Jcast if you want to get one of our awesome t-shirts. Uh, big thank you to Editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at LousyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes and some kind words to help us move up the charts. Follow us on Twitter at the Super Jcast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.